0: In Christian circles Everyone automatically believes That I'm going to speak about money right now. How many believe I'm going to speak about money? That's right But I don't want to speak about that this morning I want to speak about seed In the sense of what we sow Often is what we reap And we have got to get this right In our lives For some reason Because for some reason We live in society That more and more believes That there's no consequence To any decision that you and I make We live in society at the moment where we believe that we can live our life levita loca, that we can do what we want to, and just at the right time, we're going to give our lives to God and repent of our waywardness and slide into heaven and be H-A-P-P-Y. And I mentioned this last week, you know, that so many teenagers, when I was a teenager and I think many of you, we pushed the limit right to where we believed that God was assumed to return. And I grew up in a church where it sounded like Jesus came yesterday already. And so every Sunday I repented. Every Sunday I gave my life to the Lord. Every Sunday I answered the altar call. But I never understood that in my life I was still sowing seed whether I liked it or not. Now, you've got to understand some Every living being on the earth has to start with a seed. In some form or another. Without seed, there is no life. Without seed, there is no reproduction. Without seed, nothing can really happen in our lives. And when we when we start and and we start to look at right from the beginning, we go to Genesis one and let me just give you some scriptures. I say I'm not sucking it out of my thumb this morning. But Genesis one, by the way, my friend Andrew Julietta here, Andrew, Pastor Andrew, or Reverend, we call him the most revered Reverend Andrew Watts. Okay. That's his official title, but it's really good to have Andrew here this morning with his lovely wife. All right, so right in the beginning of time, in Genesis 1.11, it says this, that God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs that yield seed, and the fruit trees that yield fruit, according to its kind and whose seed is in itself on earth, and it was so. So the word of God says that as he spoke, this things that happened, and the earth brought forth grass and herbs and yielded seed according to its kind, and I love that, talking to its kind, and the tree that yielded fruit, whose seed in itself according to, oh, yeah, Sorry, I've missed that one. According to itself, and God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning, and it was the third day. And God saw speech right in the beginning of time. When he created the stuff... He created everything with a seed. Now you've got to understand something that a seed, that when you plant a seed, it just doesn't produce one plant from the one seed. That this will produce one plant that will produce sometimes 80 to 100 fold of what it is that you planted. Now you might be saying to me, Kurt, where are we going with this this morning? Where are we going with the whole attitude? Or, or, Or what are we doing? You know, over the last few weeks, the last few months, just building this building, God changed a lot of my thinking. God changed a lot of the way I see things, the way I do stuff. Um, and, and in a way, and I need to explain this to you in detail, because I think so often, so many of us feel that we're always doing something for someone else. If, or we're not doing something for someone else, then we're doing stuff For ourselves. You know, this is a selfish thing. You know, as long as I'm happy, then everyone's got to be happy. As long as I'm taken care of, everyone will be taken care of. And often so many of us sacrifice who we are and what we are because of the journey that you and I have journeyed. And especially being in the ministry, and those of you that have been in the ministry will know that sometimes it feels like everything that you give is sacrificial and in Christ. Everything that you and I do give is sacrificial, whether we like it or not. That when it's not about us, it's about Him. things start to change. And I started to, to look at things a little bit different. I'd walk into this building and I'd be terrified every Monday or every Friday because then I'd have to send a message to my friend, Mr. Mark Bradley, our accountant, and say, Uncle Mark, I need more money. Uncle Mark, I need more money. Uncle Mark, I need money for this. And I walked in here one Thursday. It was a Thursday, I think. I walked in here, and the place was packed. All the buildings were here. The roof guys were here. The guys were showing their floor over here. The guys were painting Ed- Edward uh, Godfrey and all the guys were here doing their thing. And I walked in from the house. And you've got to understand, we went, we went about 140000 over our budget, which we still got to pay. It'll come. But I walked into this building. Almost like despondent about the amount of money that we were spending, the amount of money we still needed, and the amount of money we couldn't have. Who knows what I'm speaking about? You know, sometimes our, our dream is just so much bigger than our budget, you know, or what we have. You know, that, that scripture that, that always stirs to me is that scripture that says, you know, the, Jesus said, when you got faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll be able to move a mountain. I don't see anybody moving out of this. So I have to ask myself, is my faith smaller than my 15? Because what is faith really at the end of the day? Faith is not just something that I think we pick up and go, oh, well, I've got faith. I believe that this is going to happen. Faith says in Hebrews, it's a substance of things hoped for and the things not yet seen. But so what it's saying is that that very faith is a fire in the sky. Faith is his vision, faith is his idea, faith is his dream that you and I have, and even though we haven't got the provision for it, we believe that God is going to make it happen. Now we've got to be careful when we when we confuse faith with our wants and our needs. Because I believe that God will give according to his will in our lives. God will give according to his plan in our lives. You know, I can't say, I'm going to trust you for a million rand because I really want to start a cannabis company. (laughs) It'll make good money. But is that faith or what is that? And often we look around here and say, what are we building? Are we building a church? Are we building a museum? Are we building a cathedral? Are we building something that people's lives are going to be changed by? And I I I love this writer Guys, I've never prayed so much for, for no rain is what I prayed <laughs> you, You've seen our car park eh? Don't worry, we've got a couple of forties We'll go to because I've ripped got stuck off me So we'll sort it out But every Friday I'm on my knees say, Lord There is rain Monday Not Friday, Sunday, Sunday And every Sunday I wake up And every Sunday the rain comes but I walked in the other Thursday morning thinking about the stuff that was going in my head, and for a minute God stopped me. And God said to me a very simple thing. He said, You you're not building a building, you're sowing seed. It took me a minute to think about it. as I looked around me, There were probably about 15 men and women on the property that day. Now I can think that you all gave into the building fund. Because we wanted the building Yes But when I walked in here That Thursday It didn't feel like we were giving to a building But we were giving to a people Because when I walked in here God said to me Stop looking at the building And look around at how many families Are being fed through this building And I stood back And I looked at all the young men Working here and some of the older guys, and some of the women, and the guys with the roof, and the guys with the bricks. And and I looked at everyone, I thought, you know what? Everyone thinks, oh, we're building a building. We need a fact, 50 families are being fed by our vision. 50 families were being fed while this building was being built. Now that's (laughs) madness, You think like that. But it's the truth, it's the truth. You see, so often we think that everything we give, we give away. And when you want to give stuff away, that is fine. But when you come to a place and say, Father, this is the seed that I need to sow, whether it be kindness, whether it be finances, whether it be a smile, whether it be a counseling session, whether it be worship on a Sunday, whether it be worship practice on a Thursday, whether it be doing Sunday school on on a Sunday, whatever it might be, Every time I believe that you do something, a seed gets sown. Now let's be honest: not every seed that gets sown is a good seed. In Matthew 13, Jesus speaks about the tears and the wheat. He says, When the farmer came and he sowed, and during the night the enemy snuck in and sowed tears amongst the wheat. And you and I got to get this into our heads. Not not every seed that we sow, not every decision that we make is good. And every kind and every tree and every seed, the word of God says, produces after its own. You know what they're saying to me? You got to own your seed. You got to own your seed. You see, we can, we can gossip. We can spread rumors about people. We can tell untruths about people. We can do all these crazy things and somewhere along the line we think that there's no consequence to it. We think we can act in a certain way and, and a different... No, no, the Word of God says that they bear after their own kind. And I'm not being harsh this morning. But you know something, I think that we need to become a better people. Sometimes I think we need to become more like Christ and less like the rest of the world. It's so easy to fall into a trap, it's so easy to to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. But every decision that you and I make, we have to understand, has a consequence. And you and I will reap, the Word of God says, we will reap what we sow. And I'm sharing this this morning because there are so many people in this room that sow so much goodness, and so much love, and so much grace, and so much mercy. And at times you feel like, you know what, it's just not being rewarded. I've given up so much for my kids. I've given up so much for my mother or my father. I've given up for so much for the church or I've given up for this. And sometimes we just feel that the harvest doesn't come our way. Who knows what i talking about? And 90% of the same time we get so frustrated that we have bought the seed. And we make this decision that you know what? It is what it is, there's no expectation the problem is when there's no expectation you know what happens that you and I stop doing good things but there's a scripture that says a very simple thing that needs you get in your head and it's this and the word of God says do all things as unto you see it wasn't about the building project that we went through it was the fact that families would be taken care of it was a fact that you were building a home it was a fact that we wanted this place to be a safe place. Now, I've been lucky. My son has been farming for nine years. I was lucky enough to grow up, um, going on holidays to my farm in Zuburg and Sierberg and Addo. And so from a young age, I saw what farming was about and what seed was about. And there was one thing I learned at a very young age, and I want to just drop a few thoughts in your head this morning. I don't want to be long. I know you guys want your hamburgers and burwurst rolls and cake, and if you guys do, please, you can come sit in a little hall at the back there. There are tables and that. But there's one thing I learned from Mount Sinai, and it was this. There were three ways that he harvested any, any produce. The first that he harvested, he harvested for himself. So he took whatever he needed and he put that one side. The second thing that he did was this That he, har- he harvested for others When I speak about others I speaking about selling at the market Or the family Or making a living out of it But the third time he harvested The third thing he harvested for Was for seed for the next season He harvested for himself He harvested for others or sale And he harvested for the next season And often I think this is where we go wrong. I remember my brother and myself we used to crawl up in the zinc roof, you know, and we would hang his onions in the roof because that wasn't the onions for now nah. it wasn't the onions for, for someone else. It was the onions that he was preparing for the next season. We would pick the corn for the millies as we call it here. Yeah. And he would take a certain bag for himself and his animals and everything was needed. He would take a certain amount that he would sell And the rest, we would have to go put in a shed so it would dry. Why? Because for the next season, we would have to plant. And often I wonder, do we sow intentionally? Or do we sow with the right attitude in mind? Whether it's finances, whether it's who we are, whether it's what we are. You see, in 1 Corinthians 3, God says that only God will give the increase. Now you need to listen to me this morning And I know I'm I'm going all over the place But I want to speak to you this morning About the importance of who you are Because whether you like it or not That every person that is sitting in this room Is a seed of God And a seed of a God That has been planted somewhere Some have been planted in business Some have been planted at schools Some of you have been planted in your family. Some of you have been planted in this church. And the word of God says every seed that is planted will reproduce. But there are some seeds that don't reproduce. There are some seeds that don't reproduce. And you know why? Because you've never been planted. You see, I can keep the seed in this packet. And I can bring it back here on the 16th of December. And guess what? I'm still going to have two seeds. And this is not scientific. This is from Google. (laughs) That says that every corn cob like this, one seed planted will give you 6,800 new seeds. But there's a few things that I think you and I need to understand. And we need to ask ourselves five simple questions this morning. One, what is it that you're sowing? If it's finances, is it love, is it grace, is it your service, is it your prayer time? Is it family? Is it friends? What is it that you're sowing? Because I think we need to be intentional about what we sow. You see, I said to you a few weeks ago, I've got a whole, it's the Holy Spirit. He's just, oh, it was a white dove. Ah. But uh, I told you a few weeks ago that I've got a whole row of chilies that I've got the pips on my windowsill. I don't know what chilies are because they're all messed up now. But those chilies will stay chili seeds as long as they stay on that windowsill. And you will stay you as long as you don't allow God to plant you. As long as you don't allow God to use you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And a lot of us like to believe that we've been planted. But how many of us have truly gone to God and said, Father, where is it that you want me to be planted? And what is it that you want me to produce? If God has called you here to come serve, that's fantastic. If God has called you to worship, to come serve, that's fantastic. If was kids' church, but be intentional about the fact that you want to be planted. And make sure that God confirms whether you should be planted here yeah, or not. Secondly, we need to ask ourselves, with what heart are we sowing? With what heart are we sowing? You and I. Is it because we want people to like us? And in the ministry, that's quite easy. You just become the yes man and you just agree to everything that's happening around you? Or do you actually come to a place... When you realize something, hey, you know, with what heart am I doing this? Am I in the worship team because they just need people? Or am I in the worship team because my heart is worship? Am I in business because I just got to pay bills? Or am I in business because I believe that's where God has put me? Am I in full-time ministry because I just need a paycheck at the end of the month? Or am I in ministry because God has called me? Just think about that for a minute Please let me tell you something That when you're planted In the correct place Where God desires you to be And you confirm That this is where God's will And your will And your passion is You'll never work a day in your life Too many of us Are in the wrong pot right now Too many of us are doing stuff That we don't want to do And we're just doing it Because we need to pay bills so many of you are in the wrong job, and you just can't take a chance to step up. so of you are involved in things you should never be involved in, but you can't say no to the people around you. You see, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 8 says this. But I say this: you sow sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountiful will also reap bountiful. So let each of us give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I know that's speaking about finances and that. But how many of us give of ourselves cheerfully? How many of us are too exhausted right now to actually give? Let's be honest. It's been well, hell of a three years since COVID some of you guys have endured so much some of you guys have made the really bad decisions some of you guys made really good decisions during this time but I want to ask you this morning where are you planted because if you're not planted correctly you will be happy, unhappy for the rest of your life where is it that God desires you to be The third thing I'm going to ask is, what does the soil look like that you're sowing into? What does the soil look like? You see, there's going to be a few of you that are going to forget about this. And you're not going to have a harvest, like the rest of us. There's some of you that are going to plant the seed in your cotton wool, and you're going to see it start to shoot, and then one day... You're going to have one hell of a week, and guess what? You forget to walk with the dog. And you come back, and what happened? He eats. And I'm saying it for a reason because this is what we do in life. You see, we live in a society where we want to eat some harvest. We live in a society where, you know, God, I'm going to tithe this month, and because I tithe this month, I want a million to at the end of the month. And, the, and next month we'll tithe, and still nothing happens, so the third month, guess what? We just give up. Or oh, we're not going to give to you anything. You see, some of you are going watch this thing grow knee-high. And then comes the kokoloshis. And you're going to find a locust chewing on your leaves. What am I saying is, if you do not take care of this guy, he's going to die. If you do not take care of this guy, he's going to die. You see, the Word of God is the most important thing in our lives. And we've got the seed of the Word and we've got the seed of prayer. How many of you pray like your life depends upon it? How many of you expect our harvest from your prayer life. Let's be honest. Oh, Muhammad just prayed because it feels like it's something we need to do. Who has got this thing? Dump it up your hands. But we've got this old saying of God in He is a God in he Heed. Who remembers? Our school. Exams. No textbooks. Didn't study. We've got joining class before. Oh. Monday morning, we're sitting in tongues God, give us wisdom, unlock our memories, Father. We need eighty percent, and then somehow we get despondent when we get thirty-three percent. Like God, what Father of God are you? He's a God of consequences. He's a faithful God. What does the soil look like where you're sowing? Be careful. I've had many people say, well, I give to this organization and I give to this organization. Listen to me. It's not in the giving. It's in where you plant it. Fourthly, I said it now, how you nurture the plant. And fifthly, how many of you honestly expect a harvest in what you sow? on the Cliffy, by the way, you turned 80 on Saturday, Friday, 80 years young. Happy birthday, Uncle Cliff. We've got to get to this place of understanding how important our lives are. We've got to understand the how important our calling that God has upon your life and my life is. We're not called to sit in a church. We're not called just to to, to play a piano. We're not called just to to teach some kid how to carry in a Sunday school. Your calling is so much bigger than your purpose. In closing, quickly. One, without seed you can do nothing. Learn to sow. Secondly, stewardship and taking care upon your calling is the most important thing. Thirdly, got to have vision for what it is that you want to do. How many of you got vision? The Word of God says that without vision the body perishes. How many of you know what your life wants to be like by the end of the year? How many of you are doing something about it? Or how many of you are just hoping that it's going to get better by the end of the year? You need to go at home and look at yourself You guys are freaking awesome Not as good looking as me But you guys are awesome But I want you to look at yourself and say Hey, what is it? What is it? Why did God design me the way he did? Why did he knit me together in my mother's womb? Why did he make me the way I am? Or give me the looks or the body Or the hairline Or why, for what purpose for what purpose and only when you discover your purpose you're going to discover your passion you've got to have vision and vision isn't something that you put on a piece of paper don't worry if it's leaking the roof guys are yeah they'll fix it no, no but what is the purpose that God created you for I want to tell you something now. There's always blessing in the seed. And sometimes you think, well, you do the big stuff. Sometimes about coming and planting a flower somewhere on the property. Sometimes just maybe going to someone's house to pray for them. Maybe sometimes just to go out of your way for someone else. Maybe sometimes just to cook a meal for someone. Or just to buy a can of Coke for someone that is thirsty. You see, we always think that we're going to do this great, massive, big stuff for God to see. And amazingly, God is in the detail, in the smaller things, in the tiny things, in the things that you and I want to do. I don't know about you, but I'm not young anymore, if you guys have noticed. But I, I started to like really reflect on my life of what i and somewhere along the line, I thought when we got this done, I said to Satan, I think I'm about to retire. This is this is the uh, this is the pinnacle. This is good for the church, whew, and it's all gonna be over. And the crazy thing is, is that over the last three weeks, God took us from a Zulu Part of whole. And he put us in this big pot, and he said, now it's time to grow and produce a harvest. Your harvest hasn't come yet. And I need to say that to many of you. You haven't encountered your harvest yet. You've slaved for many years. You've given. You've sang. You've written songs. You've written books. You've preached. You've spoken. You've led people to the Lord. You're given the needy. You're every single Sunday. I mean, your tired built this place. You know, think about it. Every brick that's here, somebody gave. Somebody gave. Every brick in this building, someone gave something for that brick to be there. When they dropped off that thirty-five or 40,000 bricks here, it didn't look like this. did it? It didn't look like this. It's great not to say, yes, I'm got to hang in, I've got 40,000 bricks, so I've got a church. No, no, I've got a hang in, 40,000 bricks. And you might have faith. And you might have a vision. And you might be sold out to God and what it is that He's doing. But if you do not put effort into the things that God is giving you, you are End of the day, still gonna have 40,000 breaks and a hair. This is your season. Yes, you've lost your job. Yes, you don't know what the future holds. Yes, your marriage is going through difficult patch right now, whatever it might be. But I need to say this to you that God is for you and not against you. For God knows the purposes and the plans that He has for every one of you. And my prayer is this, that as you watch the seed grow, that you are not just going to grow in stature, but you're going to grow in the things of God. And I want to ask you that as you plant the seed, and as you see it grow, and as this plant increases, Can I ask you a few things? One, can you increase your giving? Two, can you increase your prayer life? Three, can you increase the word of God in your life? And four, can you increase how you treat others around you? That every morning that you go to your kitchen and you see this clock go, I want you every morning to look at this thing and go, this must be a reminder, not of the harvest, this must be a reminder that if you need to be a good steward, you can harvest. And as the seed grows, may your prayer life grow. May the word of God grow in your life. May your family grow. May you grow as a person, and more than anything, may you grow and fall more and more and more and more in love with Jesus. May God show you where you need to be. May God put you in the soil that you need to be. May God give you direction. May God give you vision. May God give you purpose. And say this thing when you ask you, get what you guys become. come. Be careful of the devourer. Be careful of the locust. You see, there's only one person that can keep the locust away from your harvest, and that's you. And if you're going to have your little pot on, are you are going to get to the you're just going to pour your coffee in the mornings, Are you just going to throw all you your rubbish over with the e Are you just going to keep me bad? And guess what? i going to <laughs> Can we stand? this morning, and Father, I know it's been a very simple, simple, simple message this morning, but Father, downtown, the simple things in life, Father, the very things that direct us and redirect us, and sometimes we need to be reminded that we're the seed that you sowed in this world, and Father, we need to ask ourselves, are we producing what you require of us? Are we, are we growing in strong? Are we growing in stature? Are we growing in our faith? Are we growing in our lives and our calling and our purpose and our plan with you? Are we simply just a pip on the windowsill? Waiting, waiting, waiting. I said, there's a few people in this room this morning. And, and we want to pray with you. We really do. I'm, I'm not even, you can smell the buddhavos out there. Don't worry about it. You'll get there. But there's a few of you in this room this morning that believe or you feel like your harvest has been stolen. And if you feel your harvest has been stolen... I want you to come to the front and let us pray protection over you. Firstly. Secondly, there are a few of you in this house this morning that you actually don't understand your purpose and your calling. You don't even understand where you need to be planted. It feels like you're a ship without a rudder right now. It feels like you're just falling all over the place, and every direction is the wrong direction. And you need a direct word from God. Let us us come, let those that are prophetic gifting come prophesy over you this morning. Don't leave without being watered this morning. Thirdly, there are those in the room that is trusting God for a miracle in healing this morning. You need a desperate, desperate miracle. If you need a desperate, desperate, desperate miracle in your health or whatever it might be, I really want you to come up on the left-hand side, just come here and let us just, just, just stand with you and pray for a miracle. And lastly, I, I'm not going to close this service unless you allow me to sow a seed. Some of you haven't got a seed right now. Some of you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Some of you have need to recommit to Him. Some of you have walked away from Him. Some of you don't even know if what happens. If you die today, you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Do you really want to take that chance? And if you want to recommit your life this morning, if you want to come and give your life to Jesus for the first time, we've got people here that will pray for you. But I don't want you to leave And you haven't given God a chance this morning. You haven't given him a chance. And Father, I want to pray for every person in this this place this morning. I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you that they came out once again in this inclement weather. Father, but the rain is not going to stop us. Why? Because we worship a God that fills dams. We we serve a God that will break a drought. And Father, if you can break a drought in in a province, you can break a drought in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that even as people start coming forward right now for miracles, for healing, for salvation, whatever it might be, if that's you, just come to the front. Don't worry about everyone else. Their eyes are closed. They can't even see you. Just walk to the front. Because you don't know when you're going to get another chance again. And we want to see God do something significant in your life. If you are for the first time and you're a little bit shy, just grab me or just grab one of the leaders and we pray quietly for you as well. But Father, I thank you for every person that's in this room this morning. And I pray that even as they would walk out, there has been seed that has been sown from this packet, Father, in Thiesco. And Father, may this seed just not fall in Thiesco, but may this seed fall in every single area in our city. Father, we are desperate to see revival. We are desperate to see our Christian nation stand up once again and be encountered. Father, we want to see men and women finding themselves once again in the presence of God. We don't want to be one church that being been built. Father, we want to see hundreds of churches being built because they're too small, because the people are coming to the knowledge of Jesus. And I pray you'd come and be glorified in this house this morning. I pray you bless every person here, that as you bless them, Father, may they just grow exceedingly abundantly, more than they could ever have imagined. May you bless them more than they could have imagined, I ask. And all God's people said, Amen. We're going to close in a song. Can I just ask all my leaders and cell leaders and volunteers just to come forward and pray for people? There's buru, 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 there's, cake, there's coffee, there's hamburgers, stay and have lunch, read your stuff inside, we set the church if you want to, it was raining. It's a family day. But run off. Alright, do run off. Thanks, you Can I money in some